You are now tuned in into On The Go Voice. This is a section called The Noise, where we interview and dive into the minds of community and organizational leaders that contribute to larger causes for others. Welcome to part two of interviewing Board of Trustee candidates Steve and Elizabeth. As you may be aware, Elizabeth experienced technical difficulties in our first interview, so we decided to meet again via Zoom to make a new episode that is more clear on sharing her story. So without further ado, to all of Elizabeth's fans and listeners following up, simply enjoy this episode as it's much less editing and more conversing on various topics. Okay, um, so we're recording already, but you know, like, how was your day? Like, you're, <laughs> a vice, you're a vice principal, right? I am, and I'm an assistant principal at Ventura High School, assistant. so even though kids are not there, it's still very alive and well. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I can't even imagine how it is online. What's, what's the experience like for like working in, in administration, you know? Yeah, it's a different experience because um, you have a lot of black boxes, your little pictures with the kids' like names on it when it comes to Zoom classes, but then you have some too that you see their faces and you're interacting with them. Like I stepped into ASB today to um, talk to them, which is awesome. And they're very just like active there. It feels like they're just in another classroom, but you know, we're all in our own setting, so to speak. It's different, but you know, got to find the connection. Uh, There's like... So you are you on campus though? Like, do you go to campus and there's other students there, or is everything just completely distance learning? Everything is completely distance learning, but as um, the admin team, we are there every day. <laughs> Some okay. teachers are there; they teach from their classrooms, and that that's better for them because they have you know kids, or it's more convenient to work in a quiet space. And we have some teachers there, but some are at home, and you know they're making it work. Okay. So like, do you meet with mostly administration or do you meet with the students personally too? Or how do you, what do you mean by connecting? Like, I'm curious because yeah, I work, I'm like, I work with uh, average students at Blackstock Junior High, right? Oh yeah. It's and it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like week two into like this virtual learning and like kids either have uh, the students that I'm working with, like they either do really good, like working together online or like they're slow or their connection is wrong, you know? So like, who do you meet with? I know that's such a oh I meet every day with the admin team and like the front office staff because we're all working there um I see teachers when they come by the office um between their classes or at the end because you know it's a shorter day now um with distance learning so I'm seeing everyone who's physically there they'll stop by everyone has to wear masks I have a huge plexiglass in front of my desk which is odd but that's everywhere um but seeing them too I teach two different classes so um I get a lot of black boxes as well I feel like that's more of a high school maybe teenager thing the black boxes versus the younger kids who might have their um their devices on but i'm also noticing that you know if you're a student who um is has is is underfunded or under resourced or you know don't have all the resources that are available to those who can afford it it's challenging especially if you know english is your second language and you're trying to navigate distance learning don't know the system can't understand the schedule with the zoom codes it's it's really hard so it's just you know you're trying to do your best but it's it's hard yeah blackstock we're using a lot of google like uh google meets yeah. and stuff so we don't we don't use a uh, zoom at least the teacher i work for you know so it's a i'm so used to zoom that like feeling like going through the google experience is just i don't know it's, it's uh it's a whole new world i feel you know it's I feel a, like that's the, <laughs> a learning curve for everyone <laughs> I was used to Google Hangouts a lot because that's mm. our union. They use that. And now at Ventura, they use Zoom. So I was like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, breakout rooms and all that good stuff. Right. <laughs> cool. 
Paul, who um, is a professor. He's a teacher of math at Oxford College, and I actually am a current teacher. So we, ho we hold that in common. We're both teachers. I was teacher of the year this year at Oxford High School, where I just recently uh, transitioned out of. I was um, the ASP director. I taught journalism and um, English, which is my first love as a single subject uh, teacher in that. <laughs> so I spent five years at Oxford High School, and I got to know this district very well. That is the one I'm running for. Um, I'm not far removed from the challenges that our students, our families, and our teachers are facing, especially now with COVID-19. So I feel like it gives me a unique perspective um, and insight into what more this district can do. That's why I'm running. Um, I am a current uh, assistant principal at Ventura High School. So I recently transitioned over to a different district, which allowed me to run um, at this district, which you know holds a lot of people I love, teachers, colleagues, students, families, and their siblings. So I'm running for them. That's where my heart is. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. What is, what is a day like? Run us through a day like in running, being a vice principal and running for candidacy. <laughs> It is, uh, I think it's a challenge, the time frame and making sure you are, um, well, you have to be very organized and I have very long days. I, I'm used to, you know, grinding from, you know, sunup to sundown as the ASB director, but now with um, assistant principal, I'm at school every day and I know when you think of school, you think of being at home and going on Zoom calls, which is very true. Um, but I'm working full time still from my office and I'm also teaching <laughs> as well on certain days. And then I'm immediately trying to get back onto the campaign trail. So it's canvassing on weekends. I was just near Blackstock on Saturday. It was very, very hot. <laughs> and um, having meetings, I'm just putting together an internship with former students and college students who would like to um, learn a little bit more of the political sphere and um, have some more campaign um, experience. So it's just, uh, it's challenging, but it's, I love doing a lot. So it actually, I thrive on, um, I guess, my busy schedule. <laughs> so that's good for me, but a little tired. Yeah, thank you for being here again. Yeah, I bet you had a long day today. Um, I did, that's okay. <laughs> for sure. So it was interesting to hear about uh, your campaigning for an internship, right? Like, so let's say you do, uh, you know, let's win this election. So what kind of what kind of details would that entail? Oh, to be an intern for my yeah. Yeah. Uh, We put out a Google form last I mean, what, I mean I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, was it like, like come January or, so, or, you know, three months from now, like that you are, like this new year coming, what's the plan? For the internship? Yes. Well, I guess um, that would be thinking more long-term right now. I made it a short-term goal so the students can get um, a taste of the campaign and election season. So spreading the word, dropping perhaps literature um, with neighbors, uh, text messaging, phone banking, mm -hmm. um, getting their feet with, with um, following all the handles and all that good stuff. So every week is going to be something a little different. And then long-term, um, that would be a great thing to see it develop and see how else I can still, you know, be active, even though it's not election year after November 3rd, because <laughs> a lot's going on still. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So big purpose, big question right now. Why, what is the purpose running for board of trustees? What is your why? My why is that I'm prepared, I'm willing, and I care enough about my community. And many people will ask me like, you know, 
there's a lot of ties within the field of education, but um, this is a community that I deeply love. Um, it's personal because I live in it. I'm a Latina and I feel like that's another of my why. I'm an Oxnard resident and I want there to be more um, diverse voices on the board, ones that represent Oxnard, especially South Oxnard because I, you know, I love CI and I love uh, Wayne Nimi. And we have great schools across the district. So I think we need to just diversify. I think there's, we can still do better uh, with our schools and, you know, COVID-19 is our greatest challenge. I'm into building community um, schools that truly are a reflection of, you know, the people we serve, the families, the neighborhoods, and there's, you know, so many. <laughs> so those are a lot of the reasons why I'm running, but um, I'm a direct reflection of this district that I want to run for and win a seat of. So who, who is, you said you're a Latina, like, you know, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of uh, Latinas who played a major role in your life, right? So like, who's your role model, like when it comes to what it is you're representing and stuff? Who do you look up to? Oh, that's hard, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the first person like closest to me that I look up to is actually my husband who's a Latino and he brought me in large part to Oxnard because I'm a transplant to Ventura County. I'm from LA County. So okay. um, becoming, he is um, very selfless and very driven for the city of Oxnard and its residents. And that has in turn um, been directly reflected on me. So that's, he's my main force. Um, and I've been, I've had different teachers who are mentors, um, Christy Jimenez, which was my first mentor teacher down in Buena Park, which is Knott's Berry Farm. And I've had a lot of um, strong men as well who have led the field, but that has to do also because men, you know, have, um, they have, I guess, been in more powerful roles in society. And now we're seeing women, you know, take the lead and be empowered. And I, that's what I'm trying to do too, is empower the youth and specifically uh, my young women who I'm trying to show them that they too can be leaders. Yes, all women have a voice, and anyone, all the ladies hearing right now, yes, represent <laughs> women power. Yeah, I love it. So, okay, what is your best experience so far as of, you know, the, everything you've done up to now? With the campaign? Yes, just... let's go with the campaign, yes. That's a... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, first and foremost, I think being able to reconnect with the teachers and the school employees and the students a part of this district right now um, on a daily basis, talking to them, um, having conversation with them, what's currently the biggest uh, challenges, the problems, the things that we still need to build on, how can we still bring mental health resources. So being able to still have that um, genuine on-ground conversation with people there uh, is great. And I love that I can connect more because they're my family in essence. And I also think that in large part being able to run and apply for different endorsements with nonprofits, civic um, organizations locally and getting their endorsement and their like stamp of approval that they support me and my campaign and my, um, my hope to run and be one of the board members is really gratifying. So a lot of um, the Good Club, um, Ventura County Democratic Political Party has like endorsed us, um, the labor unions, the CLC. So doing all that, all those conversations and, and the back end and talking to people and building that bond and building that relationship that has been uh, very gratifying. Well, there's a lot, yeah. It's, uh, so connection with everyone via Zoom, I, I assume, right? Like online. Yeah. Don't you miss the energy, like just of people having like interaction with other people and stuff? I do. I do. It's a different field. And I think this is the, you know, we're never, I don't know if we're always experienced something like this again. It's been over a hundred years since we had another huge outbreak. So it is a different political, um, 
I guess, life right now for everybody. So we're just trying to navigate it and do our best, but it is different. <laughs> uh, sounds like you're making the most of it. You're loving it, right? Yes, social right. media heavy too. So very active. <laughs> so what is, uh, what is, so we know the, the best thing about it is connecting with others and uh, what has been uh, the toughest experience, like your best challenge right now, your hardest challenge as My candidate? Hardest challenge. Um, I think it's always getting the word out. So, you know, mm. the biggest challenge is now, you, like you just mentioned, you can't go to um, parties where people are congregating, um, conversing, you know, like-minded people, people who have endorsed you, having those one-on-one -on -one relationships on that spectrum is just kind of non-existent because now we're on Zoom. So really all those, you know, functions that you would usually have to campaign and um, network are gone and being able to, um, you know, do one-on-one, -on -one, you know, walk to people's houses and meet them and talk to them and, you know, give them your flyer. Those types of pieces of personal connection are at a loss. So I think the greatest challenge is how do you get the word out to everybody so they can vote for you and, um, you know, as well as Steve Hall, who I'm running with. Yeah, well, I assure you being an on-the-go voice podcast will be definitely have an impact on the getting the word out for you. So I hope so. Um, yeah, we're looking forward <laughs> to anyone listening right now. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. Definitely. Shout out to my students because I have some <laughs> students who are currently there and my niece. <laughs> uh, so go vote. I know. Uh, so speaking of election, you know, voting soon, like it's already going to be a month from now, I assume, like we're going to know the winner and everything. Crazy. Um, yeah. So, and getting connected with others, spreading the word is the biggest challenge. Uh, so what, what, I, what I do with my family, so my family, we're pretty connected and we like to like, like every election year we get together and, you know, just go through the propositions, go through everyone running and then we just discuss it as, you know, as a family table. And I, that's how the word goes around for us, you know? And, uh, and then, so let's say you're on, you're in the family table right now and why should we vote for Elizabeth Botello? <laughs> um, you should vote for me because I am bringing a fresh voice to uh, the board. I'm bringing a diverse voice, a new voice, a Latina, an Oxnardian, and there's only so many people on the board, right? So five. I'm also a woman, and I think that's important as well. Um, I'm here to empower our youth. I'm here to see our school rankings and, you know, to improve. I'm here to really make the most of seeing COVID-19 and how are we going to really impact and challenge. That's the greatest challenge so far. So what are we doing with that? I'm here to build um, college and career readiness students, lifelong learners, college going culture, building community, true, true community schools. And I'm, I really want to bring awareness and celebration of all our unique individuals who come to school, our families, their cultures, their backgrounds, their languages. And that's important to me. So I think really building inclusion and equity and diversity is my mission. And that's why you should vote for me. <laughs> Sounds great. Yes, I, I, I could say I stand behind the law, mostly 99.9% of .9 what you said, you know. Vote for me, Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Talk to your family off, off, off camera. I'll, I'll vote for you, and then I'll I'll, pre, I'll I'll assure you that my family will vote for you. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, part of uh, you said you're Latina. So, what's what's your background, if I may ask? You know, like, where are your parents from? Are you from here? Like, my mom is actually from Veracruz, which is on the east coast of Mexico. So a lot of the Caribbean actually is influenced by um, that part of Mexico, too. So a lot of the food is very, you know, it's from both parts. So she's a Veracruzana, and my dad is actually from his 
he's actually from Texas originally. He was born there. So he's, he's second generation and I'm first generation on my mom's side. So it's a very unique um, background, which is interesting. My dad was in the Navy. He actually went and got his like uh, degree as well. My mom started from the beginning. So it's been, it's a unique uh, fam familial background. And I have a twin sister, so it makes it cool. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, beautiful family. Um, uh, your parents met in LA, I assume, right? Like so you said, you're from LA. They, they actually were neighbors. They lived two houses oh, wow. down from each other, which is very rare, but <laughs> lucky me. Yeah, my parents met in Oxnard. Um, so my mom's from Zacatecas. My dad's Guadalajara, you know, border Michoacan. So like it goes halfway for him. Oh, I want to go there. <laughs> to Michoacan or Guadalajara? Both. <laughs> Both, yeah. It's like right in the middle of Mexico. And then, yeah, I was going to say, I'd, be, I'd love to go to Veracruz. I've been to Cancun, but. I've been to Veracruz, but um, it's not the same. I feel like yeah. it's um, Have you gone to Veracruz lately? I went to Veracruz uh, maybe over 10 years ago. So it's, I mean, I know it's overrun. I just say this online, but it's overrun by maybe drug cartels and it's not what it used to be, but it's a beautiful seaside town, amazing food. I love Mexico. I was in Mexico City about two years ago. So um, there's just so much more of it that I have to see and um, experience. So yeah. I get that. Okay. One day after this pandemic. Uh, yeah, my parents, weren't, since I was young, they'd always take me around Mexico, you know, like, I can't even, it is so much that I can't even name them, but all over Guadalajara on the coast and, you know, Baja Cali and then Cancun. So I even driven to Guadalajara. So like, oh you know, my all different pueblos and stuff. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's an adventure. Yeah. yeah, I have family there. I miss it. <laughs> so um, your parents met in Oxnard? They did, yes. Yeah, so... Oh. I can ask. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, so my dad's aunt uh, works at a salon, or she owns a salon, I mean. And um, my mom would go to that salon to get her hair did, you know, so my aunt was my mom's what, uh, hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my dad would show up, would be there, you know, just being the dude hanging out at the barbershop, you know, just checking out the scene, and then that's where he saw her. So I love that first sight. That's awesome. Does she still have her salon? <laughs> I'm sorry? Does she still have her salon? Your aunt? Mm -hmm. She does, yes. Oh, wow. It's like a history yeah. point. Yeah, sometimes she, yeah, she goes there every now and then. My mom still goes there, so. Oh, yeah. that's cool. There's so many, like, amazing stories. Oxnard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A lot of connections. Yeah, everyone eventually knows each other somehow. It's so true. It's like six, six um, seconds of separation from, like, that Kevin Bacon game but it's now people. <laughs> everybody knows everybody. Dr. Lopez, you know, this person, this person. It's interesting. We're all connected, you know, we're all connected somehow. Are you so. still living in Oxnard right now? Yes, I am. And um, I'm still like with my, my folks house. So over, over by Oxnard College. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. By um, College Park? Uh, you know, the Japanese cemetery? Japanese cemetery? Do you know about that? No one really knows about no. that. No. <laughs> Where so is that? Give me a street. It, it's on Pleasant Valley and there's a 7-Eleven um, mm -hmm. and the Vard. Yeah. yeah. Right there. That's the Japanese cemetery. Like oh Basically the neighborhood behind 7-Eleven. So okay. I feel like I live in the corner of Oxnard, you know, because next thing you know, we're in Malibu. I know. Yeah. Like in Paletas down there too. That's my original <laughs> kind of spot <laughs> down there. For sure. So... <laughs> Cool. Um, yeah, let's, I don't really have any more to ask. Like, is there 
is there anything you want to share like any last words that you want to give um i know the last time should i say that the last time we spoke we talked about like greatest challenges right now with kids and covid and i just want to reiterate that we were talking about technology and like you had mentioned um it's a really big uh, stressor. So I think right now, one of the greatest things that we need to figure out and work out is how do we provide distance learning effectively for all learners from all backgrounds and cultures and wherever they come from, because it's very difficult. And like you said, it comes down to hotspots. Is a Chromebook working? Um, are three people using the same computer? Uh, do they have access to internet? There's just so many question marks and those are, th and even food, like food distribution is so huge. So I think um, one of the things I'm really um, an advocate for and ally is our under-resourced and underfunded families and students. So finding ways to make sure that they equity is visible is really important to me. So that's what, um, you know, my guess, my last words, I really believe in equity. And we got to look through all the cracks that are being exposed and figure out like, how do we make amends and um, build powerful futures for all students? Yes. So there's the... There's probably, I'd say, there's a huge equity going on right now, you know, like there's a big wealth gap happening. So how, like, what is like the first steps that you would do? Like, what, what can we do as, you know, as a group together, as a collective? Like, beside, aside from voting, yeah, we're going to vote. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I think specifically for maybe this district, we need to have a task force. Last year we had like the professor of equity and education, like the number one man, Pedro Noguera, who was at UCLA, moved to USC, and now is their uh, dean at their school of education. He came to every single school at this district that I want to run for and looked at the inequities that existed and what still needs to be improved. So I think we need to create some type of task force with students from all parts of uh, this district or just parts of, you know, all of Oxnard. If we really wanted to make a specific point in Oxnard, we have a Mesteco population, you know, we have a Filipino population, we have a Latino population and so many like smaller branches. Um, and, you know, the socioeconomic status goes from the beaches to middle class to like, you know, other, um, harder hit neighborhoods. So I think we need to grab individuals from all sectors of that and bring them together, bring them to the table or the Zoom table and figure out what can we do together to really increase um, equity across the board. And I think that's important in getting our local government too. So currently Tim Flynn is our governor. No, not governor. He's our mayor of Oxnard, currently running for supervisor. So I think, uh, but we have a lot of great uh, city council members, you know, that will do the hard work because they are committed to this community like I am. Yes, this task force, this sounds like a super group, you know, local superheroes. You we should have... be in it. If I create <laughs> one, you're in it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this would be an honor. Yeah, I'd love to. Why not? Like, let's do it. I'm all in. Um, I was going to say, do you have a name for this task force? Because that's, I feel like, I feel like you've thought about this already, so. <laughs> not yet. Maybe it could be the equity, the equity task force. Wait, where'd you go to high school? Uh, China Islands. Okay. Oh my gosh, an Islander. <laughs> I went to China Islands. I started at Ventura College and, you know, finished my associates or my transfer credits at Oxnard College. So uh, I, I wish I started Oxnard College, but, you know, that's my home. That's my, that's where I go. That's my alumni. And then, uh, yeah, I'm at CI in my last semester. Senior ride is hitting real hard right now, though. Wait, are you done in December, January, or you're going till the end of spring? I'm done in December. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling about all the, it's a, it's a transition, it's a change. It is a learning curve for me right now. Like, um, 
it's so my degree that requires a lot of learning and like i mean not learning uh, reading so uh i'm not a fan i've never really read like on my laptop or you know on technology i, I like as uh environmentalist i am you know about saving the energy and saving the plants planets and stuff i print out all my articles so like i'm used to like annotating highlighting and like doing it myself so that's been my biggest challenge so far so i'm not as motivated you know like it's, it's just different and then being on campus i would always drive to ci and like it's a beautiful campus and your um, library our library yeah it's like so our campus is so green you know like i consider it like top 10 most green university in the united states hopefully <laughs> or if not yeah. one day you know because it's out there but. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I hope you stay local because there's a lot of environmental, you know, things going on with, you know, the beaches, those uh, refineries yeah. that need to be shut down, the water, everything. There's so much. Yeah, I really want to work on that too. Yeah. I mean, how like you said, I hope I am going to stay local. That's my plan. But, you know, like for now, you know, like because it's my community, it's my people. So, like, I feel like we have potential to be better than where we are, you know? Yes. But if you want to go explore and, like, see the world too and come back i mean go and do that too <laughs> i'm a advocate for exploring and learning <laughs> yeah this i i mentioned in the last one how i was gonna like move to spain you know like right after my degree but i could wait i suppose you know it doesn't necessarily have to be now yeah you know just give it a couple months it's still gonna be there so just like if you want to go just make it happen <laughs> yeah, of course yeah i'm actually um uh i was supposed to um I have a friend in Hawaii who like, he works with uh, restoring water sewage pipelines and like uh, making it more environmentally friendly and stuff and sustainable. And he offered me an internship Well, I reached out to him and like, he like, Gosh. like just come through, but you know, something happened and like, now he's like about to lose, like, you know, he's about to like, he needs to find another job basically. Okay. And uh, now that I wasn't gonna move out there anymore, like, but. I just bought tickets, like, I don't know where I'm going to be out there, like, at the end of this month. Oh, my gosh. A couple of weeks. Were yeah. they your cheap tickets, I hope? <laughs> well, they were pretty cheap, yeah. Like, 300 bucks. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. Well, and it could be, like, your graduation gift, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so hopefully the Wi-Fi is good. That's, um, that's my biggest concern. Wi-Fi should be good. Which island are you going to? Honolulu. It's by the university, too. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Well, go explore it. Maybe you'll want to go and do your master's. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. I'll think about it soon. Uh, maybe one day. Go get shaved ice and they have really great pokey. Been in Hawaii? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so go do that. Get the shaved ice. They even will give you pineapple and McDonald's as <laughs> their side dish or, you know. Yeah. It's a really mm. cool culture. Very laid oh. back. So very mellow. Everyone's mellow. Yeah. That's, that's if anything, that's my bio. You know, that's me. Okay, cool. Then you'll get along. <laughs> They're really nice people. So nice. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It should be interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for being here. You know, I'm sure um, <laughs> we're we're both so busy. So uh, it's it's uh, been a pleasure talking with you, meeting with you. I'm looking forward to like, you know, once this goes out, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think and like, you know, working forward from there. You know. Totally. I'll let my um, student, I'll say, I say my kids, but my students know who go to CI. I'll be like, hey, make sure you watch the podcast. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, it's good. Thank you so much for letting me um, do a redo. <laughs> but it's so nice meeting you and Charles. I'm already seeing him on Instagram and, you know, it's, it's cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's, you're tuned in. That's cool. 
Yeah. He's right here, actually. Charles, you wanna say? You wanna say hey? <laughs> yeah, I've been on. I just uh, I know it'll go back and forth, but yeah, I'm hearing it. It's nice to see you, and also uh, Instagram. I've been seeing some of your act activity, which is dope. Thanks. I'm seeing your activity as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I do and stuff. You know, stay active with that. <laughs> nice. Well, I hope you guys have like a a restful night. Maybe I'm the last one on deck. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so cool. I mean, we'll be we'll be in touch. I'll see you soon. Okay, awesome. Well, you guys have a great night, and I'll I'll talk to you soon. All right, you too, Elizabeth. Take care. Bye. Nice you Bye. Bye. You too.